Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday All-American edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. I'm Craig Custance, joined as always by my uh, co-worker, Sean Gentile. It was downgraded to co-worker. Only, only one of the shows, or only one of the hosts on this show is at risk for uh, rabies exposure? Is that is that where we're at? Are, are we... I got, we got a lot going on at the Gustin's household. You're falling, you're falling apart. You got you got your arm bandaged up. You got squirrels and bats and we've got we have the we have a wildlife expert currently in the attic. Yeah, it's I it's Jack Hanna from the San Diego Zoo. We've got famed late night guests <laughs> here to diagnose Rest your problem. Peace. Oh, I don't, oh God. He, he can't be around, oh, right? Man. I don't right. know. I have no idea. All right, possible <laughs> Jack Hanna. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> We got the guy, I've got my my daughter has a fractured ankle from a sledding. This is why we don't go outside mm-hmm. in Michigan. I may or may not have broke. I have a, a appointment after this to get an X-ray on my arm from a pond hockey accident over the weekend <laughs> because I tried to skate and play hockey like a, a dumb kid. I like I like how it I'm leaks 45. out a little bit more each week. How little. <laughs> On ice experience, either of us have. I was I was making I was actually making a hockey play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was like skating and just bit it. Yeah, in my I'd, I'd like that. But the I'd fact like to, that I can't, I'd like to like, see the just, I'd like to see the video on that one. I mean, I think, think, thankfully there was no video of the incident in question, and I don't think it's broken. Like that's why I didn't go to the emergency room right away or whatever you would go for a broken arm. But here's what I've learned. I guess I knew this. Ice is pretty unforgiving. Like it's. <laughs> rock solid oh yeah it's it's slippery it's you know slippery that? too <laughs> it's well <laughs> i knew the slippery part so yeah we're dealing with some stuff here um with the customs household how are how are you sean good we got got snow a couple of days ago most snow. i mean i don't think we actually had like real accumulation here until until a couple of days ago then it came with a came with a vengeance so Short of uh, walking to get a booster shot a couple of days ago i have i have done nothing um great thank you so yes. <laughs> we, Everybody needed to know that it was important. I, I couldn't wait for you to finish that. <laughs> and then I, I didn't really. And then I found five. How do- are you, Sean? And that's what I get. You know, just say great. Let's move on to the. Conversation. And then I found five dollars. It was crazy. <laughs> Tell me more about your. All right. Um, there's so as everyone knows, hockey trade season is is a holiday around here. We enjoy it. We and it gets wider and wider. Like we, we start earlier, and this year it's later. What when is the trade deadline? I'm gonna pull that up. 
Well, it's, we know it's that almost it's almost exactly eight markets. weeks from now. Yeah, it's March twenty first. So we're really but look, this is uh, it's fun. There's a lot of interesting names out there. We talked about Klingberg last week. John Klingberg, as Sean mentioned, it was like John Klingberg weekend on our site. We got we analyzed the options every which way, um, and we want to get out in front on a couple of things. Uh, but before I get to the trade talk, Sean, you did want to talk about actual game like that. You were you were entertained by mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Vegas, and you're like like truly convinced Pittsburgh's good. Like that's yeah. Before you do any of that, by the way, this is like yeah. shoddy hosting by you. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, introduce our guest that's coming, Please. David Quinn, Team USA head coach, <laughs> the Olympic coach. The men's Olympic coach is going to join us in the second segment. I probably should mention that before I mention rabies, rabies or, and but, pond hockey and <laughs> some random oh. midweek Penguins oh. Golden Knights game. I mean, it's been a my god. I looked it up <laughs> a couple minutes ago. David Quinn was named head coach on December twenty seventh. Like I know he was he was an assistant. You know, set to be an, an assistant before that. But yeah. good God, what a hectic three weeks for him. What a hectic three weeks for that whole operation. I mean, I, we talked to some of the kids from Minnesota yesterday, you know, Ben Ben Myers and Brock Faber and, you know. You're like Brock Faber, number one fan now. Oh, he's that kid's a, he's a, he's, he's a gem. Get ready to be annoyed by people talking about how great Brock Faber is for the next like 15 years and in, in LA, but it's, it's been a, man, it's been a, it's been a hectic, been a hectic three weeks for them. And we, we got the roster to talk about. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. David's here. He's a, he's a, he's, he's, he's an interesting guy. And again, uh, horrendous work by you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Wow. Oh, uh, but I, if you're <sighs> clicking on the podcast, it says in the title, David, whatever, Quinn whatever. Us, so read uh, anyways, penguins. I think they're, you got I, the pom-poms. I think they're good. I don't, I, and I take like, no, I, honestly, I take no extra joy in saying that. Um, boy, come back from three goals down against Vegas, who's playing really, really well right now. You got Malkin back. You have Jason Zucker playing on a line with Malkin and Kasperi Kapanen. They looked really good last night. Jake Gensel, you know, he's, I think he's fine. He's, you know, leveling up it seems like over even over over the last couple of weeks Tristan Jari legitimate all-star I think what we've seen from them over the last month is that the results have started to match to match the process like they look they look good they were just they just lacked finishing and now you add Malkin to the mix and you got Crosby clicking and you got Gensel back from you know breaking his hand or whatever happened to him they're they're dangerous I'm not sure I'd pick them I wouldn't I don't know that I'd pick them to win a cup right now, but um, or, or, or anything like that. But I, they've been under the radar, I think, for for a little bit, and that's probably about to change. It's it's amazing to say like, oh, everyone's talking about Florida and I guess Carolina, but the Penguins, longtime darling of the spotlight, are the undercovered. Nobody's I mean, talking, people are tired of talking nobody's about, talking about, about the Penguins. It's fine. Yeah, we, we've yeah. we've been doing it for. Sure. 18 years, but right? Like we're in, we're in year season 18 of Crosby. Like it's understandable. I don't necessarily want to talk about the Penguins anymore either. Like, but, but I think that, I think the pendulum this year has swung a little bit in the other direction, right? Where it's like, it's, it's a, a little bit of an overcorrection. They've, they've been, yeah. they've been really good. And if they're, they might not be Colorado level or Florida level, but if there's a second tier there, I think they're pretty square. They're pretty squarely in it. Last last night, obviously, I watched a ton of them. You know, I, I I live where I live, and I just default to watching them if there's nothing else on. Last night was the best game they played all season, and it was against Vegas, and it uh, it was it was impressive. What do you think of Vegas? What, what to do with it? That I think I've been picking them to win a Stanley Cup for like three years, and it's like probably going to change course. It's just it's been a bizarre season for them because they're good, and they've been and they've yeah. been good. But it comes with this gigantic asterisk because of Eichel. And it's not a bad thing adding Jack Eichel, obviously. But this is not whatever team we're watching here, good as they may be, mm-hmm. it's going to be fundamentally different, like, soon. And that's not just because they're yeah. adding Jack Eichel. It's because they, they're going to need to subtract, whether it's Riley Smith, whether it's mm-hmm. Chandler Stevenson. It's going to – some element, some important element from that team 
over the last however many years is going to be gone. That's just that's just the nature of it. They don't have the money to do it without sending, you know, somebody serious out. So short of a Nikita Kucherov situation or, you know, some important player going on on LTIR, which would alter them even further. I mean, they're they're going to be different in a month yeah. than they are right now, good as they've looked. I like Jack Eichel kind of saying the other day, um, I'm not saying I would have played in the Olympics, but I'm not saying I w- wasn't going to play in the Olympics if the NHL players – like, he didn't rule it out. So, th- so that suggests to me – I mean, it would have been really easy for Jack to be like, there was no chance. I couldn't do it. I, I mean, so even ba- – That even, suggests an early yeah, February. You know, like, remember the early – time frame on him whenever he had the whenever he finally had the had the disc surgery like the low end of the of the of the rehab timeline was right there like it, it was it, yeah. it always was in play it was just something we didn't get a chance to talk about because of you know what happened with the scheduling so i'm not surprised to hear that it, it's just another reason to be kind of bummed about the way things worked out but that's that's why that's why we got david quinn on the show baby Make us make, right. make us excited, Coach. Come on, make us That's make right. us care because we don't. <laughs> I do. I don't. I care not at all. Not one. No, I'm okay. I'm kidding. Um, a bit of news that's breaking as we as we record. Kent Hughes, longtime agent, has been named Montreal Canadiens uh, general manager. Now, of course, we don't talk about the Montreal Canadiens on the American. Right. I, although Jeff Gordon, uh, American, running there the show go. there. We're sad. Uh, he, Here's here's a couple interesting things to to highlight here, though. Um, according to uh, Puckpedia, and I mean, I think we probably know this. Chris Letang is is one of his biggest clients. Mm-hmm. Kent Hughes, I think that's interesting because Chris Letang. Not that agents become GMs and they only go after their own players, but look, you know, it's a relationship league. You can connect some dots. Um, I don't know what Chris Letang would do in Montreal, but make a lot of make a lot out. of money. Chris Letang pending yeah, pending. I'm not sure that's what they need. Pending, I don't know. Time. Everybody needs money. Oh, I know Chris Letang does. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. I also think it's interesting that uh, that an like I don't think Kent Hughes was the front runner going into this, mm-hmm. uh, and and clearly something happened. Didn't seem like it. I, I'm not saying it was our interview with Bill Zito that Man. did it, but I will say the success of somebody like Bill Zito who you know, grew his own business from nothing into a high powered profile uh, agent business and then got experience as an AGM in Columbus. And I was running a a pretty good program there in Florida. Maybe that makes you more comfortable hiring an agent to be your GM. And he's not, you know, Bill's not the first agent to be GM. There's a long list of them. Kyle Dubas has agent experience. Brian Burke was an agent, et cetera. But I don't know. Maybe you sit there and you go, hey, this is a, a sign you can run things and you have connections and that's important. It's really funny timing to see the, the Florida Panthers go into full wagon mode since the All-Star break. They've outscored or since the All-Star break since, since the since the Christmas break, they've outscored opponents 54 to 25 or whatever it is. Yeah, they're run, the, they're just rolling. Right? And I, I I mean, whatever. Correlation is not causation, but it's funny that the team with the agent GM has looked like a machine over the last yeah. few weeks. And then all of a sudden they try to, they, they, they try to recreate it. I, I like it. I think it's an, it's an interesting move. I like, I, I mean, it's, and it's sort of what we, what we're seeing with Jim Rutherford in Vancouver where, you know, he's, he's got this poho job and, and they're, and they're looking not outside the box, but they're looking for a different kind of GM hire. Like we know that we know that Rutherford's looking for a first time guy too. And we've seen that with, with Montreal too. It's, 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 it's interesting. All right, we're coming up against uh, David Quinn's going to be here any second. I already see the the gears in mm-hmm. motion here, um, and so we can hit some of the trade deadline in the segment in the third segment coming out of it. Um, so we're going to tease. We're going to talk a little bit about Claude Giroux um, mm-hmm. and Mark Andre Fleury, who who's on a roll and at a perfect time for the Chicago Blackhawks. But let's pause and join that conversation with. David Quinn. I'm excited to talk to David. He's uh, This is a fun time, a great opportunity. So we will be right back with David Quinn. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are now joined by David Quinn, head coach of the men's U.S. Olympic hockey team. David, thanks for doing this. We were just laughing because I know, I know you've got nothing better to do but join this. Like, what a ramp up. It's, it's like, what is it, just a hurricane right now trying to get this going and, and everything in line? Yeah, I've gone from the breakdown lane to the high speed lane in a hurry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fast and furious, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, it's an incredible honor to coach the Olympic team. Uh, you know, obviously, we're all a little bit disappointed when the NHL guys decided to that they weren't going to go, but I thought USA Hockey did a great job in kind of changing gears quickly. Obviously, there was some anticipation that that was going to be the decision by the NHL players, so we were able to kind of prepare for that, and we really loved the team we picked. Uh, there was a long, you know, in a short period of time, there was a lot of work done to it. It felt like a long process in a short period of time, but uh, we really liked the team that we picked. Yeah. Uh, how much of a say did you have in that? Uh, a lot, actually. You know, I mean, it was really a collaborative effort. Um, I love the process. I thought John Van Beesbrook and Mark Boxer did a heck of a job uh, with getting the names together. And as we were going along, you know, there's just so much uncertainty to who, what players are going to be available. So you go through that process and you have a vision of what type of team you want to have. But I think the player pool dictates what type of team you're going to have. I know you may have a vision of how you want to have a team, but, you know, you're really at the mercy of the players that are available to you and we just loved uh the speed element to the players that were available to us um and it really you know the process i mean the roster changed as the process was going on based on the players that were available and the more clarity that we had and it was really it was the process i i, I really loved our process in choosing this team yeah I mean, you mentioned speed you guys went young which i think was the right call i mean i i mean it's it's always it's more fun for us, right? All these college kids yeah. and, and <laughs> prospects. Right. And, and so we were, yeah. you know, we were excited. Like I, I saw the average age is 25. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that mean? Like, how do you, how do you shape an identity with a bunch of kids coming from all over and, and, and get them formed together quickly here? Well, a couple of things, you know, one, I think a lot of these guys have played international hockey. So I think they have a feel of what it takes for a tournament like this where you get a bunch of players together in a short period of time and guys kind of have to understand their roles in a hurry. I think we've got a great blend of older players maybe that can help us through that. So, and the other thing is, you know, from my end of it and from the other coaches, all of us have either played or coached an international competition. So I think there's a lot of experience from that side of it where I think we'll have a clear, a good idea of what it's going to take in order for us to become a cohesive unit and a team in a hurry. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go over the roster a little bit and, and I want to start in goal because it's interesting. You have a, a goalie in, in Strauss man who's, who seems to be having a good year left Michigan. Um, what can you tell us about him and the expectations for him? I mean, that's all of a sudden there's going to be a giant spotlight on this kid out of nowhere, really. Right. Right. I, I obviously knew him a little bit before this process, um, and, you know, all the reports we've gotten from what I've seen, you're talking about a world-class competitor. I mean, this guy hasn't been handed anything. And I think yeah. a lot of the players on our team, especially the older guys, haven't been handed anything. They've they faced some adversity throughout their careers. They've always had to prove themselves. Uh, he's no different. Um, you know, he's been one of the best goalies over in Europe this year. And he's put himself in a great position. And, you know, we feel very confident in all three goalies. Yeah. How much you talk to Mike Sullivan or, or, you know, I know he was going to be, you know, obviously part of the process or, or even like some of the former yeah. Olympic coaches, Dan Bilesma or any, I don't know, Ronnie Wilson. I haven't, whoever. Uh, honestly, I haven't talked. I once this process got going, I haven't yeah. had a lot of time to do that. So um, I actually talked to Lou Vero yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always fun to talk to Lou. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Even if he wasn't the Olympic, previous Olympic coach, I would have talked to Lou anyway. But Sully yes. and I were obviously talking quite a bit 
when the yeah. NHL guys were going. And once this happened, I've talked to them once or twice since, but um, I really haven't had a chance to do that. It's really been the pedal of the metal since this thing got, uh, since we altered uh, gears here about uh, three weeks ago. So I just haven't had a chance to do that. We, t- we, we talked to the Minnesota guys last night. They, they jumped on a zoom with us, you know, Ben, Ben Myers and Brock Faber and Matthew Nye. You have a, I mean, you have, you have two thirds potentially of a, of a pretty good line there with my, with, with Myers and Nye's they're, they're, they're killing it. Is that, is that part of the process? I know, I know you're looking at, di- I mean, you, you got the, you got the Michigan guys and you got the Wisconsin guys and you got, and you got the right. Minnesota guys. Is that part of the right. process where you look at those guys where they've had success playing together before? And you think maybe that can translate more quickly in, into a, into a short tournament. Yeah, Sean, I think that you're, you're leaning towards that when you're looking at your your line combinations and things like that. I think you're probably going to start with some familiarity with players. So that's something that we certainly have talked about. Um, but again, I think that's the fun part of this. There's just so much unknown, right? You just don't know how guys are going to blend. Uh, like I said, I think you'll st- we'll start along those lines and maybe playing guys that are familiar with each other. But who knows what it's going to look like a week later or three days later. You know, it's going to be a lot of a lot of, you know, adapting and adjusting and, uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I think one of the best stories that come out of this too, Jake, Jake Sanderson talked about it and Brock talked about it too, is, is, is Van, is John Van Beesbrook coming up to those guys after everything went sideways at, at the WJC right. and, and was like, you know, be ready. You guys are, you guys are, you guys are going to be, are probably going to be a big part of, of, of the Olympic experience. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's that the, the last three weeks fascinates me, honestly. It, it feels like it was, it feels like it was six months ago that they were, they were, they were talking about you taking over, but it was December 27th. So I don't know, man, these, <laughs> these, these last, these last three weeks, like what, what have you, what have you done? You've, you've, you've had to jump in the fast lane. Like, uh, like you said before we, uh, well, like six months, I feel like I've been the Olympic coach for six months. But those guys, it's funny. I talked about that with those guys, you know, they went from, you know, the extreme low to an extreme high in a hurry. And I thought that, I kind of joked them. I said, I'm sure that flight was a lot more enjoyable after you talked to John, uh, given, you know, giving you the heads up that, you know, you guys are going to be part of the Olympic experience after having the, the bad news, the devastating news. They weren't going to be able to defend your gold medal. Um, so, you know, but it has been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind, but, you know, it's been, like I said, a lot of hard work's gone into it. It's been a lot of fun. You know, working with people that, you know, I love to work with. I, I love our staff. Working with John and, and Mark Barks has been a lot of fun as well. So, um, hey, we're coaching the Olympics. And if you can't enjoy this experience, you should go do something else. Yeah. Um, so, like, we hear the stories kind of in U.S. lore of, of you know, I think of the the world, the, the 96 World Cup where Lou Lamarillo had all summer to get the players golfing together. And, and you know, they were they, they, they bonded, right? Like, they went out drinking, yeah. whatever they, whatever, like, Chelios and yeah. the, that, that crew was, was, was up to. Every team goes out drinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I know only the 96 team did that. That's not a special activity. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> You guys, you guys aren't going to believe this. The, the, yeah, that's right. Guys, I'm not going to drink. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> like they had, they had the benefit of time, right? They had they they could yeah. bond and they could go to Providence yeah. or whatever they did. And, and the, every, there's different yeah. versions of that. With you know, after the fact, you learn right. about what they did and and getting together and or even the orientation yeah. camps in Chicago for some of the other teams and. Right. And you have right. zero. You're none of that. You're like, hey zero. guys, let me, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably a group text going right now. But yeah. wh- how do you replicate that? Like that's important stuff to. to yeah, it's important that. stuff. And you know, I've talked with our, we've talked as a staff about that. You know, and sometimes I think the bonding. You know, I've, I'm kind of a, I'm not. You know, I'm a big believer that the bonding can just happen. I think as you get together as a team, I think you've got to find ways for certain teams to bond. You know, just because one activity or one experience for one team works doesn't mean it's going to work for yours. So, you know, I'm of the mindset that let's get together and read the situation, have a pulse of your team, and then f- figure it out as we go along what's going to be the best approach to bond as a group. I, I think it's hard. You know to pinpoint an exact bonding experience when you're not sure of the group, you know, as you alluded to, you know, Lou and USA hockey, they knew all those players in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of them had already played within the USA, you know, under the, you know, in the USA Jersey. So I think they had a lot of time to prepare and they understood the personalities and maybe understood some of the things they want to do to push buttons of those certain players 
we're not in that city. We don't have that luxury. So I think we're going to have an opportunity once we get together to really be conscious of that, to try to figure out what can we do on top of what we're doing on the ice? What can we do off the ice to bring this whole thing closer together? My big idea for the bonding experience, the flight over there. You guys are going to be on planes going to yes. Tokyo and wherever else for like 18 hours. Like what brings people yeah. together more like more effectively yes. than, than some insane travel experience? Well, it's funny. It's, you know, there's nothing, you know, a little adversity can bring people together, right? Yeah. So yeah. we've faced some adversity so far. And one of the things we've talked about with our group, you know, we had our first Zoom call the other day, you know, how, you know, how each team's going to handle the unexpected. I mean, things are going to happen in this tournament or even before the tournament that you're not planning for. You know, things that are going to happen that's going to – someone's going to get COVID. Some, it's just it's just going to happen. And the team that shrugs it off the quickest and moves forward is going to be the team that gives themselves the best chance to win a gold medal. And, you know, so that's something we've talked about. You know, an 18-hour flight, you know, we, we may have to use it to start implementing some of our systems on the plane. We might be doing, you know, our forecheck in, in the aisleways of the, of the flight to <laughs> let guys know where they're supposed to be and where they're going. So, you know, it's uh, – you know, it is going to be, again, that is going to be a little bit of a bonding opportunity, 18 hours on a flight. 18 hours. I can't even. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned systems. What, what should we look forward to in terms of style of play? I know you can't get too complicated throwing things no. in there, but like, I'm but sure you have an identity you want, you want no. this to look like. No. Yeah, but we're not curing COVID. I mean, we're going to get on top of people. We're going to play at a pace. I mean, to me, there's going to be some structure, but there's going to be freedom within the structure. And, you know, it's uh, we've got to play to our strength. And, uh, you know, it's played on a North American rank, it's 200 by 85. So we're going to have to beat people off the walls. We're going to have to stay on top of people. And that's our, going to be our approach. And, uh, you know, it's going to be no secret. You know, this is uh, we've got to play to our strengths. And I think that's our strength. Yeah, I thought it was a huge, uh, huge error not bringing Bobby Ryan, for our good personal friend, uh, one of the greatest guys. <laughs> we were like, I, we love Bobby. I mean, so I, we were like, oh. I talked to Bobby. I love Bobby. I talked to Bobby. Yeah. Um, you know, during before the, you know, once this thing happened, um, and believe me, we talked an awful lot about him and a few other guys in this situation. And uh, you know, there was a decision made as a group. You know. As as the team was getting closer and closer to being picked, um, again, he was a guy we talked an awful lot about and, you know, not playing this hard. I mean, I know he's got a lot of experience and he's a great player, but, you know, this is the Olympics and we just, with the team we were putting together, we just thought at the end of the day it was going to be hard for guys that haven't played, even if they're skating, to be put in this situation. That was our decision, whether it's right or wrong, who knows, but that was kind of what the group felt like. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't an easy call, believe me. How much experience do you have with some of the older guys in the roster? Like, did, did you kicked around and and like to, I mean, coach against guys like Andy Mealy and you know yes. Kenny Agostino? Like, how much did that play a part in in, uh, in in them ending up here? Yeah, I had a familiarity with those guys, but you know, obviously, I coached David Wazowski at BU, uh, coached camp for a little bit with the Rangers, um, and coached against all those other guys. So you know, Shore and Agostino and Mealy and O'Neill. So. Um, you know, I, I, there's a familiarity for me, Cooper, I don't know as well, but watching what I've watched, I loved, obviously, um, you know, so for me, I was fortunate. They had some familiarity with these older players and obviously I've watched them from afar and they've had, you know, they're not on the team because I knew about them. They're on the team because what they're doing right now, you know? So, um, you know, like I said, we feel very, very good in the, in the older group that we have and we feel great about the team we've put together. Awesome. Well, well, good luck. I know you've got a million things to do. So we appreciate you squeezing this in, David. And, and, uh, we're looking forward to, like, it's, it's, you, you know, there's going to be someone who emerges that we, we're not even talking about. I mean, we, right. you know, we didn't mention right. Brendan Brisson or Maddie Beneers and some of these high end talent guys. It's like, like, that's the fun thing is, is we, it, it right. could be anything. Like, we can't it wait could. to see it. Everyone asked me about the competition. I I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is so much unknown in this tournament. I think that's what's going to make it exciting and fun. No, we need yeah. a we we need a, de a detailed breakdown of, of Finland's roster here. Like, let's let's go. <laughs> I'm talking to the wrong guy right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get our roster under wraps. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for doing this and yeah. safe travels. Enjoy the All flight. Right, guys. And Great uh, talking to you. We'll catch up yeah. later. Thanks, Quinny. All right. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. That was good stuff from from, from David Quinn. <laughs> He's good, man. Like, I'm, ga I'm gassed uh, up. Yes. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it now.
It's easy to see why he's a good motivator, right? Like I'm like you, like you literally said right before he joined, you're uninterested. You're like, get me excited, David um, Quinn. One, How are you feeling now? 180, rolling out the whiteboard on the 18 hour flight to Tokyo and then whatever else I have to do after that. Let's go, baby. Let's watch Miracle. <laughs> the fourth best hockey movie. The fourth movie. best hockey movie of all time. You heard it here first. This is my prediction. The Americans are winning gold. Wow, you're really going out on a limb there. I was not expecting to hear that from you. Mm, I, like, this is their year. No one's no one's talking about them. I just want some, Ga- I want some good chaos games. in this tournament. I want some. I want some good games in the at least in the in the group round. Um, they finish up group play against Germany, and that seems like it could be important because if you think that Germany and the U.S. both beat China and lose to Canada, you know that last game could determine who ends up who ends up making it to the quarterfinals but i'm i'm psyched i'm i'm psyched for it man i i know i was i was was honestly joking earlier about about not caring where are you sean i've i've uh, i've tricked myself into caring over the course of the last of the last two weeks i don't need i I don't need any help from david quinn all right great as he may be wow you really, um, you really got him with the Bobby Ryan question. You think so? Yeah, gotcha, Bobby. Gotcha, David Quinn. I, because we, I wanted to know, uh, A, like yeah. how close it was and like mm-hmm. was it even a thing? And clearly it was. And he said he talked a lot with Bobby Ryan. And, and But, you know, this is a team built on youth and speed, which, you know, Bobby Ryan's a lot of things. And I don't know if that would have fit. I get it. I just – we're, we're – uh, this is the, the podcast of Bobby Ryan, so you got to ask. It would have been uh, incomplete. I mean, they only had three weeks to do it. Whatever, get him, get him some slack. It was the hol- <laughs> it was the holidays. What do you expect? <laughs> Coming up next, the best segment in sports. <laughs> we take your questions in the reader. It's just comments. it's it's just the best segment on the show. It's not the best segment in sports. The be- best segment in media. <laughs> Coming up next. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Craig called this the best segment in sports media. It is certainly the best segment on the show. The only good segment on the show. It's when we go into the comments on the athletic app and here's and here's what you do guys <laughs> you open the app the athletic you look app. at the uh, the athletic no you open up uh you open, open up, up you, op- you open up you open up grubhub <laughs> <laughs> you search the athletic you click takeout uh yeah i don't know you, the athletic app listen hockey show scroll down to tuesday last week was john klingberg uh we got 17 comments that's a lot 17 you guys are you guys are sick little freaks to 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 find this on the app uh it's amazing it like i literally was like just holding my breath i haven't looked since last week loaded i'm like there's a chance there's zero because it's you gotta cross 15 hurdles i monitor these i monitor these a little bit more closely than you at this point yeah I Here's what i was also going to suggest i'm going to say this again i cannot comment on the on the other comments there's some okay. kind of glitch. Uh, I don't really know is what it is. On it. 
They're working on that. Yeah, sure. Uh, priority number one. Yeah, yeah. We got them working in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, to, to, to quote the Big Lebowski. Um, I would also add, if, if you have a hard time getting questions in, possibly, let's say you don't have the latest version of whatever you need, mm-hmm. we will also accept questions as that are written into any five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And I say that only because Sean will send me screen grabs of reviews and I am hi- highly entertained by them. So, that is also acceptable. I'm going to add that wrinkle in. If you And if also, if you have a terrible review, if you really don't like us and mm-hmm. you still give us five stars, you can make fun of us in, in, the, in, in the review. We, we will accept that as well. So, um, yeah, questions can come that way. All right. All right. So, let, let, we, do, we, we tease Trade Talk a little bit. So, we're going to lightning round that. Because I think there's two interesting names. I'm going to start with Claude Giroux. Do you think he gets traded? I think he should. The Flyers stink. They're awful. They're what? Uh, they're on some horrible skid here. His contract is up. They need to do something differently. Um, and he's still pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's played. He's played a lot of wing over the last over the last couple of years, but he's certainly still center capable. You would think, or at least people will convince themselves that he is. Um. I think they could get something solid for him and they need to do something different in Philly because this is not working. I, I don't, that's I heard someone like bring up, deal. I heard someone bring up Giroud to the, to the wild. Oh, I, I don't know. Like if, I don't know if that's the easiest. I, 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 I don't know that that's the best fit, but it's really, really interesting. Giroud of course has a no move. So he will have a say in this. So it's not like he's going to go to, you know, Edmonton or something. The other thing, um, who like seriously, who on earth would ever want to go to Ed? Like, imagine, imagine being a player and signing for like 10, 12 years to play with Edmonton. What kind of sucker would do that? And taking less money than you really had to. Does, does such a player even exist? So you said he should be traded. Will he be traded? You skirted the question. I don't this know. is the worst lightning round. You don't know. Okay. Second one, Marc Andre Fleury, best fit. Oh, well, speaking of, I think we might have. Just talked about him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the obvious one that everyone's everyone's trying to land flurry on Edmonton, right? But they just like Mike Smith so much that I don't know if they're going to go out and get another goaltender. It could be the thing that saves them, you know. Like they're not they're not getting saved. I know Ken Holland has said no. Basically, didn't he say essentially we're not doing the rentals if we're if we're moving young pieces? It's it's for how much longer can he let this go on? How much longer will Connor let it go on, right? Like you run the risk of losing Connor McDavid. I know everyone talks about that, and it never happens. Connor's a pro, but I mean, you saw his conf- you that know, was his comments the other night. Like he just seems to be getting that was more, a ho- that was a hostage video. Yeah, like progressively, like it just doesn't. It's not getting better, and, and at some point, he's going to say, "Uncle," so yeah, might and, as well. And and we're and we're going to keep pretending that he has no say in anything that goes on there, and and, and doesn't have any influence to exert. Stupid. All right. The um, best place. Well, best best fit. The best fit for Mark Andre Fleury is the Washington Capitals. Oh, that goaltending situation is a mess. I think that's. I, I think that's that's fair to say. They have two guys who are varying, who are mediocre to varying degrees. It's a win now team. If ever there was one, when you have mm-hmm. Alex Ovechkin at thirty six and. Nicholas Backstrom and all, all these, I like dial it up. Go I get him. I love that. I love that. I'm sure the people of Pittsburgh would handle that just fine. Seeing Mark Andre Fleury raising a cup with Alex Ovechkin and hugging him and celebrating and drinking in fountains through their shirts, beer. I think the fact um, that Tristan Jari has been fine mm-hmm. might head off some of that at the pass. Like if Jari, if Jari were struggling, like some alternate universe where Tristan Jari was at 904 this season. And was really looking like the guy that almost single-handedly lost a playoff series to, to the New York Islanders. If if that's the guy they got this season, and then say it's March 2nd and Marc-Andre Fleury gets traded to the Washington Capitals, there would be I, I think I think riots in the streets here. But the fact that the fact that Jari's been okay might might keep me safe. All right, to the comments. Matt asks, writes, Pittsburgh traded Kalen Addison two seasons ago to the Wild, gentlemen. Hey, Matt, we told you. We don't know what we're doing here. Don't care. 
That was after 90 seconds, me being like, they don't have any prospects to trade. It's only been picks. And they're like, actually, Kalen Addison. Yeah, that was that was in the Jason Zucker trade. Uh, that seemed like a that seemed like a potential uh, backfire situation as soon as the, as, as soon as it happened. Um, and he's been yeah, he's been he's been fine. That's that's Matt S. By the way, that's part of Russo's army. I'm sure who jumps down our throats if we ever have an opportunity to mention the wild and don't. Oh my gosh, you got your own podcast. Yeah, man. All right, go ahead. All right Will A. For all the MSU talk, I think Craig is actually incredibly professional about it. Uh, that is agree. That Agreed. is inaccurate. You should hear the horrendous things he says before we actually start start gotcha. recording here. Um, how much did you want to drop a Case Hall reference to Jim Slater, Greg? Yeah, I, did. I, I would have done a best cafeteria food segment. Here's the thing. Maybe this is every, every, every college, but at Michigan State, if, you're, if you happen to be in a, in a dorm where the athletes are, you eat like a king. Oh, yeah. But if you're slumming over there in Acres with all the rest of the freshmen, you're getting the slop like the rest of us. They so had, my, it, yeah, it, yeah. In Maryland, they had. I mean, the athletes lived basically on the other side of campus from from, from all the other freshmen. So yeah, they they separated them from the plebes. Absolutely. I think Jim Slater was getting a much different meal than I was getting over at Shaw Hall. Yeah, Michael K. Happy that Jim Slater, and again, our, our guest last week was Jim Slater, who was on the 2018. Oh, listen, it was great. Yeah, he was on the 2018 team. He's That's about as close to an analog as you're going to get for what guys are dealing with uh, in Beijing now because it was a it was a group of vets and, and some younger guys, and, you know, there were no NHL players over there. So, Jim was Jim was really Jim was really interesting and, and, and a lot of fun. Michael says he's happy that Jim finally got that Olympic experience, even if it was later on. Stories from Olympic Village were nice. Too bad with her. So, uh, that's all true. I, I feel I feel bad for. I do feel bad for some of these. Like, ah, uh, do I feel? That's actually a good question. Do I feel bad for these guys? Ben Myers and Brock Faber and 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 all like again the, that the they're first, going to the Olympics. You feel bad? No, I don't. Because they, they they I'm don't jealous. they don't feel like you should you should have seen how excited these dudes were yesterday. All right, they they did. They, they, <laughs> of they, course, they, they were shot going to the Olympics. If maybe I should send in my tape from the pond that I record. Yeah. I've got some some clips for David Quinn if they need one more bottom six capable, fifty four years old or however old you are now. Oh my jeez, <laughs> you're seventy six, right? 75? You sound like my kids. They make age jokes. Like, I'm like, guys, age jokes aren't even funny. You have no idea. My life is is age jokes at at this point. I get get murdered on a a daily basis. Just keep that. We don't need to go into detail there. Uh, Michael says we should show off more of the athletic hockey writers on the show, like slowly rotate in Mm -hmm. for quick interviews. I I mean, they don't like us. I think that's that's mainly why it doesn't happen. Oh, you should hear the things Peter Boss says about you when you're when, when you're not paying attention. I believe that. Me, I, I, I'm on. I'm a, yeah. I like we, we can especially as we get. We you know we did that playoff preview last year. Where we had like seven thousand writers in, and and Jeff Demet was landing planes. Our producer <laughs> Jeff, like I'm in on that. Like I, the more the merrier. The less we have to do. I'll read the next one. Mm-hmm. Michael K writes, and since you offered Sean, Sean, you're hot. Sean, you're hot. He says that multiple times because Sean offered $5 for anybody that would leave a comment. And I think Michael K tried to find a loophole that says uh, Sean's hot. That's $50, please, Mr. Gentilly. Drop drop the Venmo in the comments there, Michael K. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeking you out here. Uh, if you, I hope he does. Uh, we'll see what happens. Also, we got a Sean, you're hot from NHL editor Alex Inigues. So <laughs> in the comments, <laughs> so I can pay him $5. Um, Alex has figured out how to comment on the podcast. It's cause he's got an, an, it's cause he's got an co-host. He's got an Android. We don't, we we don't need to go into that. Uh, Alex B long time. First time finally made the pilgrimage to the Holy land, which is the, of course the athletic hockey show comment section to say, Sean, you're hot. Only fans. When, um, my only fans page will will go live on February 1st. Go blue. (laughs) Is that tied to the, uh, the Olympics in some way? Your only fans? It could be. You could shoot some shoot some special content for 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 my paid subscribers. Chris J. With the NHL not going to the Olympics, who goes on the podium? Who has the best shot? Side note: the movie Miracle was definitely more about the journey to the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for explaining the point of of, of, of Miracle to us. 
on. Curious, curious. What do you guys think of the hockey movie Mystery Alaska with Russell Crowe? Oh, I love Mystery Alaska. It's very funny. I've never seen it. It's good. You should, uh, okay. you should, you should, you should make a point to to knock that one out. It's underrated. As good as Muppets Christmas Carol? I mean, nothing's as good as Muppets Christmas Carol. Is it better than the Great Muppet Caper? Perhaps. Mr. Craig and Mr. Sean, you're both way hotter than the other day's episode cruise, says Nicholas K. Mm, thank you. Are, is it a coincidence? There's a lot of Mr. references? No. In our, okay. Alana O says, Sean, you're hot. Do I leave my Venmo handle or? Yes, yes. you do. Go back in. Drop, drop the Venmo, Alana. This, this is all a bit much. Uh, I think it's fine. Bruno L. Okay, like this, this gets back into something we, we said earlier in the show. Never bet against Pittsburgh. This team has been able to remain competitive year after year by adding key depth pieces, even when their cap is maxed out. You mentioned guys like, you know, uh, Evan Rodriguez and, you know, Mark Donk and Buzz Flibbets, guys like that who, you know, come in and turn into legitimate depth players. And he also says Edmonton should be taking notes. And that, and that is correct. How does Edmonton still have no bottom six pieces? How is that possible? I don't it's the, know. It's, it's the most obnoxious part of, of that team's construction is that they can't find two or three or five, you know, just half capable guys to, to flesh things out. That is the failing. And also hitching their wagon yeah. to Mike Smith for another year for whatever reason. Do you, why like not to actually analyze and talk hockey here, but why do you think? I mean, Edmonton Edmonton has tried to bring in complimentary players, and yeah. like these aren't you know dummies running the show. Why do you think Pittsburgh constantly is able to do it, it or you know comp, find people to compliment Sid or whatever? Like, is it a coaching thing? Is it a culture thing? I think, thing? Like, I think, I think it... part of it's a coaching thing. I think a lot of that has to do with Mike Sullivan. And I think a lot of it has Mike to do Sullivan's with... Mike Sullivan's pretty good. Yeah, so, I, so I've heard. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with targeting high-quality NCAA free agents. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. And I'm, not even being, I'm not even being a smartass there. Like, that's, that is... Has been partially out of necessity because they've traded so many draft picks. That means they have to go out and get guys like Zach Aston Reese and Drew O'Connor and players like that who come in and, you know, they're not, they're not all-star caliber, but they're also smart guys who know their role and have some level of, of production in their past. And those are the guys who can plug and play on, on, a, on a third line and, and, do, and do some good stuff. So, yeah, I think Edmonton should do that. It's pretty simple. Just do that. Just do that, Edmonton. Hire Mike Sullivan. I'm surprised they, sh- they haven't done that. They should I mean, just uh, bring no, them all of it. That would entail firing the current coach, and we know that that's just apparently not going to happen. Well, how about you bring in David Quinn after he wins a gold medal? Oh, baby, in the let's do it. All right, I'm going to pull up the show wrap up if you want to wrap up the comments. Yeah, Joe T. This is going. I am, in my opinion, Joe T. Says this is not not my opinion. It's Joe's. Mm-hmm. Craig is a handsome dude with that beard. I bet mm. he puts his clothes. I bet he puts his clothes away. I, I do. It's a knock on. I do. Like I fold them and put them in a dresser drawer, like a, like an adult would. As I look over my shoulder, and also, I clo- then I then I close the drawer. You make your bed, as one does. Joe T also bets that you use a nice Brita pitcher. He says that I'm the kind of unprofessional guy who would pee while on a podcast, which is a reference to the Puck Soup Live Colin show last week when I was walking around on you know wireless headphones on my phone, speaking live on a podcast, and I poured a glass of water. And it sounded like I was taking a leak and people lost their minds. Mm. They, think I, they think I'm a nasty little pig. That sounds like revisionist history. I've said this. I, I said this at the time. I'll say it again. If I pee on a podcast, you guys are going to know. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run from that. That's true. You I'll would, be, you would, I'll be honest you would about, like, look, I'm this half the show is about me embarrassing myself. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I welcome it with open arms. I'll say this. I've noticed about us. We're not afraid to like do like we we have guests on and we're both drinking coffee and we have like the coffee mug halfway into our mouth as we're asking like we, like we can't even I would I, I noticed it with the GG Marvin like we're holding it up and we're like we're like and the Olympics and we can't even wait a second no. to get it out. We're sipping as we're as she's like we're slurping. It's just disgusting. Yeah, we're we're nasty little pigs. Stupid, right. stupid, stupid men. Carlos L keeps it simple. He says, you and Craig are the stars of the hockey show. All the others are just the extras. Hell yes. Mm. So we are li- like, we're like the Michael Caine and Kermit the Frog of the hockey show. All the others are 
secondary Muppets. Like maybe Mendez is Sweetums. <laughs> That's what we need. Somebody, somebody attach a Muppet to every hockey. Will someone do that in the, com- the comments for us next week just to entertain it? Like make attach a Muppet to every. Boltman is Rizzo the Rat. Mm-hmm. The hated Max Boltman. Thanks for leaving comments, everybody. Make sure you're listening. Listen, Sean and I, after we're done with this, are about to record a bonus a bonus episode for all the Apple Podcasts, Athletic Audio Plus subscribers. That's going to be way better than this episode. You, you, a, guys, you guys wouldn't even believe how, how much cool stuff we have planned for this. so good. I spent the weekend prepping for it. And that is, you can, if you want that bonus content on Apple Podcasts, um, and you get our whole network. You get everybody at the athletic there. You can start a 30 day free trial and then it's just 99 cents a month. Go on to Apple Podcasts. I don't know how you would do it from there, but I'm sure you're all super smart. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Also, um, if you want to subscribe to the athletic and leave comments on the app, which is the best reason to subscribe to the athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash hockey show and get in for $3.99 a month. That gives you exclusive access to the Hottest place on the internet. It's the comments page for, for our episodes. I will say, we don't need, like, it doesn't have to be about Sean and I. Every comment doesn't have to be about Sean's looks or anything. Like, we can answer uh, Yeah, okay. Questions. I mean, like, like we, we, did a, we did a bit last week. We can, we can ditch this now. Like, you guys. Venmo you guys, the money, Sean. If I mean, the Venmo I'm show. I'm slightly uncomfortable by all of this. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be breaking some kind of law here. No, ask us ask us actual questions. We'll an, we'll answer them. We I can't guarantee that we'll that we'll think about them all that much before we answer no. them. But we'll 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 talk. Um, Wednesday's athletic hockey show has Rob Pizzo, Sarah Sivian, Jesse Granger, and their guest Peter Baugh, who we've established doesn't like us. Doesn't like you. Oh, okay, okay. Talks I don't a think lot that's of true. shit. Pete Baugh does. Let true. me tell you. Mm, now we got to mark this explicit because <laughs> of the outro. My goodness, because of the. Because of the plugs at the end. Now we got to mark this whole episode explicit. Cursing like Katie Strang over here, baby. Like a young Katie Strang. <laughs> My goodness. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to David Quinn for joining the podcast. Good luck winning that gold medal. We're going to have him back on with a gold medal around his neck in the Zoom call. It's going to be a great moment. It's going to be a great Twitter video to drop, baby. Quinny holding up the, holding up the medal. Let's go. I hope this happens. He's committed to it. He said he would do it. Win the gold, that is. Not join the podcast. Actually, yeah. gold. Yeah, both. Thanks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.